Hello, friends of Maestro here, beginning episode 421 of Maestro on the Mic, doing a Monday mini style. In today's episode, I'm talking to you about the one thing, the one and only thing that determines success. If you've listened to this podcast, then you know that I'm about to flip it, but you're going to have to tune into the full episode to find out how. All this and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. This is the second episode that we're doing as a video as well, and I must say the first one went over amazing. You folks reached out, you watched it, you gave me the feedback, and I am incredibly grateful. Uh, With that video where I was talking about, oh, maybe the things that could go wrong. That was the whole episode, right? It was very meta, the things that, uh, the friction points that I was having and experiencing. And yes, the sound came out great in my opinion, but it didn't record through the camera kind of like I was wanting. So I had to do some stuff with it in post-production, which really was not an issue uh, at all. But yeah, it is what it is. So today we're talking about the one thing, the only thing that defines and determines success. And I kind of gave it away there. It's you, right? Because you are what defines success. So the number one thing that determines success is you. Why? Because you are what defines success. And I've had a few just encounters recently with you know clients I'm working with, people I'm talking with in the DMs. And I was like, I got to make an episode about this. So I posted a story the other day, and it had a, it had in the background my desktop, and maybe if, maybe we'll see. Maybe if you're watching the video on YouTube, you can I'll put it here, maybe. Uh, but I had a picture of the desktop, and the people lost their shit. Not everyone. I would actually say ninety nine percent of people were like me too. And that 1% was like, oh my God, I'm stressed out. I have anxiety looking at this. And I was like, why? Do you, boo? Do you? If you want to organize your desktop and do all the things, go ahead. Live your life. I actually did a post about this. Um, Courtney, if you could link that. Thank you. Joe, if you could link that on YouTube. Thank you. Uh, I did a post about this. It was literally just saying that, that, hey, live your life. Do you. Do what works for you. You define what works for you. You define success for yourself. And I think that it is so important to do this because if you don't define success for yourself, you will never know when you've achieved it. You're just going to be searching your whole life. Like, is this it? Am I there? Am I? And it's, you're going to feel that kind of incomplete feeling in your, in your belly. Why? Because you haven't defined it for yourself. I was actually having a discussion in the DMs after I posted that uh, with my girl, Rachel. I love talking with Rachel. I love her insight. We're, we're very different 
Uh, I met her at a PT conference years ago. We're very different in many ways, but you know, we're good friends and I value hearing from her because we are different. And I'm like, our brains work differently and the things we're concerned about and it's how we process things, it's different. And she reached out and she was like, that stresses me out. And I was like, why? And she was speaking about the desktop. And I was just like, why? At first I said, why? And then I was like, I don't mean why as in justify yourself. I mean, what is it about it? And she was like, honestly, it's not like you having it. She's like, I don't really care if you have the desktop like that. It's yours. And I was like, cool. And she was like, for me, that I'd be worried that I'm going to miss something or that like, I'm not going to you know, see it. I'm not, it's, I'm not over- organized and I'm overwhelmed. And I was like, totally get that because all of those icons that are on my desktop, they're all screenshots. There's things I don't even need anymore. Like I know where stuff is if I need something. It's usually in the top left-hand corner just stacked up. And when it gets to be too high, then I'm like, okay, it's time to delete something. But like this isn't important stuff. I When I do have important stuff, I'm making lists. And you know, you folks, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw that when I did the uh, the applications for legacy, I went and printed them all out. And then I color-coded them on the computer as well. Like I agree, like having that all scattered on a desktop, if I actually needed stuff, I'm like, that sounds terrible. So kind of what I'm, what I'm getting at with that is like, don't assume that someone's, you know, what you see from someone is like their organizational strategy and then like impose your wishes on it. Like it just it doesn't even matter. Like just look at it, whatever theirs is and be like, all right, cool, they're doing them. Because when we start assuming things, not that Rachel was, but I think other people were, um, we start assuming things, you're usually wrong. I'm like, no, this is not my organizational strategy. And if that's what works for somebody, Fine. I, I just got like a, an image of, there's a meme that goes around every so often and it's like, to the kids in middle school who just shoved their papers <laughs> in their backpacks with no folders, how are you doing now? And then someone you know, has written back and they're like, we're not okay. We're not okay. <laughs> if it works for you, do you. If it doesn't work, well, then maybe you need to, to change something. Another discussion that I had kind of kind of surrounding this and this idea of doing what works for you, defining things for you, was after I did last the last episode, 420, uh, eat, How to Eat the Frog, someone wrote back and emailed me and was just like, how do you know, let me, let me I actually wrote it down. She wrote, uh, how do you know that the resistance wasn't true resistance? Like this wasn't actually for you, this thing, doing these things wasn't actually for you. And I, immediately I, I was like, go listen to the rest of the episode. Cause she said, she's like, I haven't listened to the episode. If you say it in there, just tell me to go. If you explain it in there, just go listen to the episode. Tell me to go listen to the episode. And I was like, go listen to the episode. But it's twofold here. Number one, my actions are always rooted in my wants. Right? They're all, that's where it comes from. And I realize that it's easier for me to say this and it's easier for me to get to that. And I, as I say rooted, I'm thinking about my girl, Laura Jean. Definitely give her a follow. She's Dietitian Values uh, on Instagram. But I'm thinking about her and this is where all of my actions come from. This is where my, de- my decisions, I couldn't say that, my decisions, I'm struggling. It's where those come from. It's, they are mine. But also on the flip side of it is... You know, how do I know that the resistance wasn't true resistance and this thing was actually meant for me and I'm supposed to do this? Or when she said, like, this wasn't actually for you. So how do I know that this thing wasn't for me? Like, try it. I think that we sit on the, the, the front side of, you know, wondering. And we got to get to the other side. Try it. And then you'll see. You're like, oh, no, that was not for me. There's so much value in learning what's not for you and learning your no. Yes, sometimes it comes at an expensive, 
as it comes as an expensive lesson, like a financially expensive lesson, but there's still so much value in that. And you're like, I don't want to do that. I know this now and I can take from that what serves me and I can leave the rest. And there's so much value, right? Action is the answer to me. It provides so much clarity. So if you're like, how do I know that it wasn't for me? Or how do I know if it is for me? You have to try it and then see how you're feeling on the other side. Like sitting here on this side of indecision, like indecision is the decision as well. You decide not to do anything. But sitting here on this side of things is, you're never going to know. Remember, like I said in the last episode, we can act from what had happened was, because we have data. And then we can go and say, okay, I want to change this. I don't want to do this thing. I do want to do this thing, whatever. Okay, so with this and determining your own success and what success means to you, the big thing here is responding versus reacting. Bear with me here. Bear with me. So I was just speaking about, you know, the inquiries I got of how do I know that the resistance wasn't true resistance? How do you know that it was truly yours, that you were making this decision, right? It's by taking a moment and taking a breath that gives you a second to pause so that you can respond versus react, which means that gives you a moment to actually say, is this mine or is this someone else's? Right, so that ties into that email inquiry that I got, ties into this, you know, the potential stress that people are feeling about someone else's stuff. Right, take a moment, literally, physically, get out of your head into your body, take a breath and say, is this mine? Is this what I want? Now, when it comes to that, and it comes to making the decision, is this what I want? That it needs to be grounded and rooted in something. Two phrases that I actually really do like a lot, but understand that they need more context and I think some guidance and often some recalibration is listen to your body and trust your gut. I am now in the kind of nutrition diet space because of people who I coach and who I work with. Um, I'm in the postpartum world. I actually was a pelvic floor physical therapist for years, so for like three years solid. Um, so I've been in that space. But those are two phrases that are problematic without context and without guidance and without help, giving, providing help as it relates to recalibration, right? So listen to your body. We know people after they, they deliver, oftentimes the doctors are like, okay, well, just listen to your body. And they're like, but what is it saying? And what am I listening for? And trust your gut, as I see it in the kind of nutrition space and eating diet space and anti-diet, whatever, and people are moving towards intuitive eating. And it's kind of like, but I can't trust my gut because my, my center is off. Like, we got to get recalibrated again. Totally. Right? That, that is where I can see coaching coming into play. And I'm thinking of someone in particular right now who kind of you know, spurred this episode, a client of mine who I, I, I really, really enjoy working with her. And the question that she asks often is, how do I know if I'm doing it right? How do I know if I'm doing it right? And if I was just going to be like, listen to your body, trust your gut, that is very tough when things may need some recalibrating, when someone may need some assistance identifying what that center point is, identifying what their own wants, needs, desires actually are, because maybe they haven't ever listened to them. Maybe they haven't ever give, been given the opportunity to listen to them, to ask themselves these questions. Or maybe something happened, like they gave birth, 
that pulled them far away from what their center used to be. Now they have, like, you know, it's allo uh, not allopathic, wow. Had a little brain fart there. Entropy, making up words. I'm thinking about allostasis versus homeostasis. We're kind of that the middle can move and what we're, we're never like at this, like coming back to this true neutral center point here. But after we have big changes in life, this center, this back to neutral point that can actually change. And so sometimes you may need some guidance for that. And that to me is actually where coaching can be, you know, hiring a coach can be incredibly, incredibly helpful. But two things that I, or one thing, but related to two things that I want to bring up here is that when someone says, or if you're wondering, am I doing it right? If you're speaking about online business or life, I want you to understand that there is no one right way. Yes, when we're thinking about things that involve biomechanics and kind of physics, then there can absolutely be a more efficient way to do this. So I spoke about this in past episodes. Like if we're thinking about hitting a volleyball, Right? There is a, a more biomechanically advantageous and efficient way of doing things, but it's still going to be individualized and somewhat subjective, secondary to anthropometrics. Right, we're all our bodies are all different and built differently, and the things we've that have happened to us throughout life in terms of like sports we played and now like you know torsion. I'm getting on a tangent a little bit, but you know where I'm going with this. It's still going to be you know some some individualized differences, but as it relates to business, online business and life. There is no one right way. So when someone asks that question of how do I know if I'm doing it right, my answer will always be, you tell me. What are you looking for? What is your outcome that you want? What is the way that you are defining success? It has to be based on you. And perhaps you need a coach just to give you some space and create that space so that you can actually think about it, you know, ask yourself that and sit down with that. But for me, if you want like a little bit of a, of a hint, I don't know, an example. I find that some people, find, you know, examples are helpful. To me, success is being able to do what I want, when I want, with whoever I want, for as long as I want. One more time. To me, success is being able to do what I want, when I want, with whoever I want, for as long as I want. And I'm currently doing that. I don't need to change things up in my business just to change them. I don't need to make more money just to make more money. I am incredibly happy where I'm at. And this speaks to the, you know, contentment. I think that we conflate contentment and resignation. And we're like, oh, if you're content, then you're resigned to this and you're not striving for things. And I'm like, no, man, I'm happy. I am grateful for where I'm at. I'm grateful for the things I have. I'm grateful for the things I'm able to do. And I have checked off the boxes as it relates to success for me. We know, folks, we know. Borrowed goals ain't the way. I have found that as it relates to, you know, growth and doing more things, doing new things, that typically comes from cutting out things that I don't like. Because I think that Yes, we can set these goals, but it's a fine line between being like, I will be successful when I hit that thing. And especially for conflating, confusing success and happy. I will be happy when I hit that number. I will be happy when I make that much money. Probably not. Probably not. You got to bring the happiness with you. And then we can celebrate those achievements. 
So I'm all about setting goals, but you folks know that I like to set goals that I know I can hit. Uh, but as it relates to growth, I find myself kind of doing it um, just inevitably, maybe that's the word, because I'm just cutting out things that I don't like. I've spoken about this in past episodes where for me, the easiest list to make is not the list of things I want to do, but the things that I don't want to be doing. And then look to slowly slice them off, cross them off, want to slice them off. Who says that? Cross them off. Folks, I'm not even going to lie. It's still difficult doing this. It's only episode number two, technically. It's episode 421, but it's episode number two with the video. And I'm like looking at the video and I'm talking to the microphone and my brain is doing all the things and I don't have the headphones on still. And I'm like, all right, we are getting used to this. I'm just making up worse. I'm saying slice when I meant cross. I meant cross it off and I'm saying slice. So thank you for bearing with me. So like I was saying, the easiest thing for me to do as it relates to growth and, and you know, achieving happiness and, and allowing for more happiness to come in is to cross things off of the list of things I don't want to be doing. And that can be in life and, or that could be in business. In life, I, I'm really happy. Like I got my guy, Rupert. You can't see him right now, folks, but he is behind me in the books. Maybe I'll just do a little super Look at that. That's him right there. So if you're watching this on uh, YouTubery, you just saw him. If you're listening to this on uh, the old uh, whatever player it is, go ahead, shoot me a DM, and I'll send you a picture of Rupert, gladly. Or you can follow him on Instagram at Rupert underscore the underscore Meowstro, M-E-O-W-S-T-R-O, Rupert the Meowstro. Wow, Rupert the Meowstro. So like I was saying, easiest for me, cross things off of the list of things I don't want to be doing. That allows for more time for me to be doing the things that I want to be doing. And oftentimes those things that I want to be doing, they shift and grow and evolve. Like, look at me now. I'm on, I'm going to call this TV show, right? I got a TV show, got a radio show here. We're going to call it that. I didn't know I wanted to be doing that in the beginning. I definitely never said when I have a YouTube channel and I'm making videos, then I will be successful. And when I can have a podcast and I've had 400 episodes and I'll be successful, or when I get a million downloads and we're so close folks, I will be successful. No. Like I said before, to me, success is being able to do what I want, when I want, with whoever I want for as long as I want. And that's what I'm doing. And that's why when things start to creep in that I don't want to be doing, we cross them off and allow more of the things that I want to be doing to fill in, even if it just means doing more of the same stuff that I enjoy doing. All right. Cognizant of the time, going to wrap this up here. The big overarching theme, borrowed goals ain't the way. You are the one thing that determines success because you are the one who defines success. If you don't define success for yourself, you will never know when you've achieved it. So your homework, go sit down and define it. All right. I think that is all that I got for you today. No specific calls to action because we got the video, we got the podcast. So I guess if I'm going to have one, it's going to be, if you want more maestro, if you want even more maestro, join the email list, join the maestro mailing list. Very simple. www.themovementmaestro.com forward slash email list, all lowercase, and you can get even more of me. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Thank you for bearing with me as we go through this growing phase. I mean, you got the video and the podcast and the sound's changing a little bit. We're doing all the things and I don't have headphones on and I'm making up words and saying the wrong words, but I really appreciate having you in my corner. Until next time, friends, maestro 